It's Cecilia and Megan. Let us distract you while driving, cleaning, working out, or not working out. Actually, what in the dang heck? Just grab a drink and chill. It'll be like eavesdropping and a girl's night, all wrapped up into one. morning <laughs> literally good morning we don't normally record in the mornings but here we are <laughs> 8 a.m on a saturday oh the things we do for you guys i'm kidding <laughs> nothing nothing like last minute <laughs> I, I know it's our fault today we're gonna be doing voicemails because there was yes. like 80 of them um wow <laughs> we've been gone. Oh, we were gone for a while i was like what did yeah. we talk about this makes me nervous. <laughs> it was so controversial <laughs> no no, no, it's going to be good. We're going to have some great topics, some involving marriage. Like, you know, my dad doesn't want me to get married at this time. Some involving fish tanks. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh. It's a saga, me. really. The saga <laughs> of the fish tank. Some involving facial hair, oh. some involving really funny story of it's like secondhand embarrassment. Oh gosh. Um, it's good. It's really good. I'm excited. So, okay, obviously, heck yes and heck no. Meg, you want to start mm. with your heck yes? Yeah, my heck yes is <laughs> that my husband has requested that I get a blowout on my hair once a week, roughly, you know, give or take, because I can normally milk it for about a week. And I feel like it's totally frivolous and unnecessary, but he came to me and was like, <laughs> after the France trip, he was like, <laughs> Because well, you explained, yeah. Got... So I, well, I, I went into the trip with my Octo Curl curlers that fall out over a couple of days. They I hate that name. So much. <laughs> I'm sorry, Curl. I feel like I'm the villain on Spider Man when I say I that because he's Octo Man or something. I don't know. Anyways, I wore those throughout the first like half of the trip because they fall out really well towards the end. They look really great, but at the beginning it's a little bit of a struggle bus. <laughs> and then. I wore a dress like every single day. And then I got a blowout in France in Paris at this like salon nearby our hotel. And that was her really hair smelled me. so good. Like literally I was really good. She we was Googling the shampoo. I know. And we were sharing a bed. I could just like smell your hair all night and it smelled so good, <laughs> like in the least creepy way possible. But like, I would only want to walk behind Meg because I would just get the whiff of the, <laughs> but you can't get that shampoo and conditioner anywhere else uh-uh. but Paris. Uh-uh. Apparently. Um, you allegedly. couldn't. It's, yeah, a, I, it's I, like the great value brand of it you can get. Yeah, probably. But so I went and I had that done and that felt really bougie, but it was also a lot of fun because I was, I felt like I was immersing myself in their culture very legitimately. I was like, oh my gosh, everybody, like this is something I would do back at home and I'm just like going to go do it in Paris and figure it out. And I don't speak fluent French at all. So hopefully we are, I've ordered the right thing from them and all that stuff. And I walk out of here with a blowout. And so he saw me wearing a dress every day and he saw my hair down looking pretty every day, which is obviously not a practical or realistic version of what I look like at home, <laughs> you know, with kids. Um, but I came back and he was like, I want France Meg. And I was like, honestly, you are the most deserving person of France Meg. Like the people that I went on this pilgrimage with, like I love them to death, but, and like the, yeah. the photos we shot for Instagram, like cool, beautiful, stunning, but 
at the end of the day, like, <laughs> why am I doing it for all of those people and those things if I'm not also doing it for Avery or at least attempting to, right? And so, so to also me, like, can Avery take a photo of you every day? Okay, no, he cannot. And there's also not beautiful architecture everywhere around me and yada, 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 yada. But he can <laughs> in his content. mind. <laughs> <laughs> He's taking a mental image every day he comes home from work and sees me. And it's either the messy bun sweatpants Meg or it's the she's in a dress smoking hot with a blowout Meg, you know? So it feels totally unnecessary to me. He came up and was like, what do I have to sacrifice? Like in the budget, we had literally just talked about the budget. And he was like, I, I like, I would love for you to do that. And I was like, okay, like if you, if you want really to, and sweet. in my head, I was like, we'll see how long this lasts. Like I, I love getting my hair washed and blown out. I love not having to worry about it every morning and knowing that I can just kind of wear it however. Um, but to him, it's something of importance for himself. And then it's something that I'm worthy of. He's like, yeah, I, it's an hour a week. Like I've done yeah. 12 days now with the girls, like an hour's chump change. Like I can do this. And we were talking about it more and I was thinking about it more. And you and I have talked about it some in France itself, where the fact that it's not necessarily a practical thing is almost what makes the beauty hold more weight. Kind of like in the basilicas, the artist deemed the beholder worthy of the time it took to make something more beautiful. Or yes. like the, the moms walking to go pick up their kids in heels. Not practical, but it almost makes it that much more beautiful that they, they felt like that effort or that time or whatever it was, was worth it. Like that, I don't know. And um there was one other instance. Oh, like getting up in the morning and doing your makeup or your hair every day as a wife and a stay-at-home mom. Maybe not practical, but that the implement that that has on your marriage, yeah, and on your own self-image throughout the entire day of ups and downs with kids, makes it that much better. Oh, the flowers, the flowers Avery sent us. I was like, this is such yes. A oh my gosh, totally impractical. We had. I don't think we talked about this on the podcast. Yeah, we so didn't back and up and yeah. Yeah. Okay. So he sent, we walked into, it was the first day, first full day with our girls. It was a late night. We walked back in. It was super fun night. And there's two bouquets of flowers on our bed. And I'm like, maybe this is from like the pilgrimage company we worked with, or maybe it's from the pilgrimage coordinator. Like I, what, what is this from? And then there's two little letters and turns out Avery somehow figured out how to order flowers locally have someone hand write letters for us from what he wanted to write us. And they left the bouquets in our rooms on our bed. And it was totally impractical. We had no vase. We had like, we were probably going to be in that hotel for another day or two. And he even said that he was like, I was hesitant to do it. Cause I was like, this is kind of like, you know, flowers aren't cheap and it didn't feel totally practical, but that was kind of what made it more worth yeah. it. Like that's what made it important was because it wasn't about practicality. It was merely about doing something. And nothing, pretty. flowers aren't never practical. They're anyway. literally going to die in a couple of days anyways. They're never practical, but this was like the extreme impracticalness of yeah. flowers. Um, and we ended up using them in photos at Lisieux and then we left them in front of St. Therese. So it worked out beautifully in that way. But it's just, yeah. It was so I mean, sweet because he had texted me weeks before the trip and was like, can I get the like hotel in Paris. And then our hotel <laughs> changed. So I was like, Avery, 
hotel after he changed (laughs) so I knew because he kept saying it was something he needed to do in advance and he never did it until like the day before and he was like gosh dang it but it worked out well because then then our hotel changed and I was texting him and we were in the lobby together waiting for the girls that that got Mm, there late yeah and I was texting him and I was like telling him you know how he could like just the address and yeah. like how he could call the front desk or whatever and I was like but don't call right now because we are in, in the, the lobby. lobby we are in the <laughs> lobby so do not call <laughs> not be a good look but well, the was surprise just... was that he got a bouquet for me and yeah. I was so surprised and it was one of the sweetest things ever and the card said something I, I saved the card I have it but it said something along the lines of like I know if Patrick could he would Yes. And he, he told me that over the phone that night. Cause I called him and was like, that was like, I teared up when I realized it was from him. Cause I was like, this is so f- the fact that it was impractical is what made it so special. Um, and I was like, and the fact that you got, like, you couldn't get just CC flowers, that would be totally weird. And I would be super tripped out by that, but it makes me that much more happy that you got her flowers and not just me. And he was like, yeah, I just knew that if Patrick, like if Patrick weren't in an ocean somewhere, I'd call him up and he'd be in Virginia. He'd be like, yeah, bet I'm down. And they'd, they'd do it together. Mm-hmm. And I was like, he just gets it. Like, he know, like the fact that they're both military, like he gets it. And he was like, obviously she's getting flowers too. Cause that would be a no brainer if her husband was able to communicate this with me as well. <laughs> just like, ah, you're so good. <laughs> it was so sweet. So sweet. So yeah grateful for Avery. Also, there's something to be said about, we were talking about this, but I think some women wives would get jealous almost, but I'm like, no, I like want my husband to compliment my friends. Like I want them to be in a place where it's like very comfortable being like, if we're Mm -hmm. going on a double date, like you look great tonight, you know, like that's not weird. It's just like, like you yeah. are a close friend. Why would I not compliment you and say you look yeah. great? Because I think we're all it, going yeah. out. Yeah. I think it totally changes to when it's like a married couple and a married couple and you're both going yes. out together. Yes, exactly. Then yes. it's like married. a single, yes. single bro friend. And he's like, you look so great tonight. You're like, mm-hmm. <laughs> do I? <laughs> what are you trying to say? Yeah. But yeah, when yeah. they're married, I think yeah. it like is a very good dynamic to be Agreed. able to. Agreed compliment each other yeah Yeah. and like kind of like look out for each other like he he respects Patrick enough to make sure you got flowers as well kind of thing Mm -hmm. yeah which I'm just like yes yes (laughs) points Avery points (laughs) points upon points upon points dang it we're gonna have 10 kids by the age of 30 or something okay so my heck yes I just saw the movie last night sound of freedom Um, I'm so jealous I want to see it so bad with uh it's like about Tim Ballard but Jim Caviezel played him and Tim Ballard has a non I don't know if it's a nonprofit. I think it is but they pretty much um they like bust not drug rings but sex trafficking rings um and something it, it's an incredible movie it is hard to watch and probably would be even harder to watch with children but it is so worth mm-hmm. it because like you leave wanting to be almost like on mission with them mm-hmm. um and the thing that stuck out to me that i never thought of like the they, they had like stats at the end and it was talking about how there's more slaves today than there were when slavery was legal mm-hmm. um 
like sex slaves and America is the number one, um, like buyer of, of sex trafficking children. And yeah, most of them are children. And like the whole kind of theme of it is like, these are children, these are God's children. They're not for sale. Yeah. And, um, the one thing that really stuck out to me was like, yeah. Okay. Like busting a drug ring. Great. But you can only use a drug once you can use a kid. You can sell a kid five to 10 times a day for 10 years. Mm -hmm. Kids to these people are more valuable because you can resell and resell and resell. Mm -hmm. And it is disgusting, but a drug you can only use once. And I was like, Oh my goodness. I have never thought of that. Yeah. And a drug's not a, a being, you know what I mean? Right. Like, you're but like, this is a business. A, yeah. Yeah. But I never thought of that. Like, I never yeah. thought, like, obviously I knew that sex trafficking was a hundred times worse, but I never thought of like, and that concept, why yeah. someone would want to be, besides being a sick, crazy Satanist, Individual. um, <laughs> like why they would, from a business aspect, mm. choose that over. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds so sick that we're even talking about it in that aspect, but yeah. I was like, I just, it never dawned on me. Like I knew that that's how it worked, but I just yeah. never, I guess, thought of those comparisons. Um, Ugh. so yeah, it was incredible and everyone should watch it. Everyone should go see it. It's like number one right now. Like it beat out Indiana Jones and stuff and is yeah. like, I'm like, heck yes. That tells it you the kind of people be. that still are in the world, which I'm like, okay, let's go, let's go tackle this now. And there is like something powerful about like watching it in your community, like not watching it at home where you can pause and walk away. Mm -hmm. Like there's something Mm -hmm. powerful about watching it in theaters. Yeah. Where you have like you, you're faced with it. You don't have a way out unless you just Mm -hmm. up and leave kind of thing. Yeah. Like you hear people crying in the, you know? Yeah. And like, it's, it's powerful. So yeah. Highly recommend. Definitely a heck yes. I'm very excited um, to go see it at some point. I am nervous yeah. though because you said it makes you want to be in the fight. And I was like, oh gosh, Avery's going to walk out of there ready to like bust doors down. I'm like, oh, okay. It's a, yeah. it's a righteous anger, but yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I didn't think about that. Uh-huh. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> that is your problem. yes it is all right heck no um yeah my heck no is that I have this horrible pinching I think it's like a pinch nerve my chiropractor I'm I'm seeing my chiropractor today so maybe we'll get it fixed after this episode or after this recording um but I have this horrible like pinch nerve on my left like hammy like under my butt and anytime I stand up I can't put weight on it right away. Anytime I roll out of bed, I can't put weight on it right away. Like I kind of hobble around for a bit. Sometimes it goes away quicker than others and I can just walk normal again. But I'm like, this is a new weird pregnancy thing. Yeah. (laughs) It just makes me feel like I was totally grouped in the handicap group in France. And I'm like, well, now I feel like I've I'm definitely looking it, looking the part. So you're waddling. I'm literally, and it's not just like the the pregnancy waddle it's like a this leg does not work at all <laughs> I'm trying to get down to the hallway so yeah very strange I don't know it's good timing that it's not it didn't happen in France um yeah super bizarre don't Weird. know where we're gonna go with that so yeah what about Heck you no. um <laughs> okay 
So my <laughs> heck no, Megan knows. I do. Um, so I bought these four chairs to, for, for my back porch or my back, my back patio. Sorry. It's not a porch. It's a patio. I always get those two confused for my back patio. Um, because you know, you're coming, I'm having guests over this upcoming week. So Mary and Jerry, excuse me, Mary and Jerry Lennonberg are coming into town. They've done an episode with us. You'll have to listen. Um, and Megan and the girls are coming into town. And so I knew that we would want to hang out in the backyard because there's a fence. So you kind of fence everyone in, they're bringing their (laughs) dogs. So I'm like, just fence them all in the dog and Um, the kids. Yes, exactly. So I knew I needed some chairs, um, on the back, on the back patio. So anyways, I'm putting them together. I got them from Walmart. They delivered it's there's four and they're like high top chairs and like mesh, like literally not anything complicated. They're not swivel. Like I wanted to get ones like that, but I was like, I know I won't be able to put those together. So like doing something simple and the holes are almost just like nothing's lining up. And I got Mm. one together, but three, I couldn't get together. And it, I just like broke down, like, and it wasn't even about the chairs. It was about the fact that if Patrick was here, he would do it and he would happily do it and he would do it right. And I like struggled for three and a half hours and I only got one together. And I was just so ticked off because I'm like, yeah, I got married. So (laughs) I cannot help with this kind of stuff. And obviously that's not the only reason, but you guys know what I mean, where it's like, You're just like I thought I wasn't going to have to deal with this stuff. Like I right. thought I wasn't going to have to buy a ladder and fix the light bulb or, you know, <laughs> things. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, like after you get married. And so, yeah, I was, it's these freaking chairs. So anyways, Jerry's going to come and he's going to attempt to put them together, but they're put together. It's just like the backs won't screw in because they don't then where the hole is doesn't line up with the other hole. So mm. yeah. Um, I need I like someone's, you need two people, like essentially. That, yeah. yeah. And someone to like push it down with like a lot of strength. So yeah, I had a little yeah. meltdown. That's <laughs> like the kind of frustration that comes out when you're trying to put on a sports bra while you're, you're wet from the shower. Yes. Uh-huh. And you're just like, everything that's been hard about life comes out all of a sudden. I'm like, dang it. This was also Patrick's job. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. So that was, I probably needed that though. Um, anyways, your, your brain needed that release. Cause you were never going to you needed a reason, <laughs> even if it I was know. like so dumb. <laughs> I needed a reason to be angry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But like, that's deployment where it's like little mm-hmm. things add up because you're not just going to like, like, you don't just want to like sit there and cry about deployment because you're like, I have, I need to move on. Like I need to do need my to move life. on with life. Like this is not going to help anything, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but then the little things add up and you're just like, reality sets in and it takes about for me, like two months for realities to really feel real. And so that's kind of where we're at. We're a little over that two months out. So it makes sense. And I'm like, yeah, I forgot. This is how Darn. it is. <laughs> I forgot yeah. I'm married, but not really, <laughs> but live single. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And your brain's like, that doesn't make any sense. So it's just confused all the time. It's yeah. It's really, yeah. It's like, really confused. So anyways, 
this is a therapy session one. Um, <laughs> okay. But can you talk about the sound of freedom prayers on hallow? Yes. Speaking, Speaking of, of sound, sound of, freedom. of pre- yeah, literally, uh, Avery and I have been practically binging everything with Jim Caviezel, Jim Caviezel for sound of freedom right now, because we can't get to the theaters just yet. Um, <laughs> and one of the things on hallow that's new that came out with the timing of sound of freedom, the movie is Sound of Freedom with Jim Caviezel on Hallow, and it has the Litany of St. Michael, A Prayer for Freedom, and then Alexio Divina on a certain passage in the Bible, and all of them revolve around the theme of freedom, and I just think it's so cool that this Catholic prayer app, obviously, if you didn't know, Jim Caviezel is Catholic himself, um, but this Catholic prayer app took this and implemented it as well. I just love the whole like camaraderie aspect around evil and fighting back Mm -hmm. against evil. And so it's really great. You should give it a listen and you can get three month free trial, which is more than enough time to get through just the sound of freedom with Jim Caviezel, <laughs> but it's also enough time to realize all the other goodness on Hallow um, at hallow.com slash what in the dang heck three months free. Check it out. We absolutely love Hallow and I've been using yeah. it for years, literally years now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Yeah. Everything's in show notes. You'll see it there. Okay. So before we jump into voicemails, there was something that Patrick and I were emailing about from, um, the book we're reading by Pope Pius XII and pretty much it's like Pope Pius's talks to newlyweds, Mm. um, like his papal kind of audience talks, um, throughout, throughout a few of the years that he was Pope. One of his quotes, he said, may all the days of your life be as happy as your wedding day, and may they be gladdened by the smile of dear little ones whom our God will cause to grow like rosebuds in your garden. And I was like, this is so pretty. And he is very much centers his talks around the seasons, like spring, summer, winter, fall kind of thing. Okay. And that was super weird that I just put winter before fall. Cause it's anyways, really weird that I just said that, but spring, summer, <laughs> didn't fall, winter, catch it. I was like, wow, why did I say it like that? Um, but although we don't have these little rosebuds in our garden, we are still responsible for tilling our garden and weeding mm. our garden and everything so that when rosebuds come, we have soil and a garden ready, ready for these rose bushes to prosper. Mm. And I was like, this is such a beautiful analogy. How a good analogy. I love a good analogy. And (laughs) like, no matter where you are, like even right now, um, if you're single, like you're responsible for making sure your soil is great and that you are keeping up with all the things you need to, because then when you find your husband, you all are ready to like be able to maintain this garden together. Um, Even, even go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. And just like, have it be rich and ready for these roses to grow. Yeah. I was going to say, even on a crunchy, like DNA level, your personal health and his personal health prior to even trying to conceive children is extremely important for the overall health of that pregnancy of that child, like the genetics that they get passed on when conceived. Like it's, yeah, the the soil that's spiritual, the soil, mind, body, soul, physical. Yeah. It's no, I mean, he's our maker. So it's no surprise that that's also true. Uh, but yeah, I love that a lot. I have this book. I need to crack it open. Every time you share something, I'm like, it's sitting on my shelf. (laughs) 
It's really good. And he talks a lot about divine providence. Mm -hmm. Um, and one thing he said, it was like divine providence will at times permit your most ardent hopes and prayers to remain unanswered. And it's like, you know that, but sometimes it's such a great, I don't know. It's like the reminder comes at the perfect time, how it's like, just because they are your hopes and prayers, there's a reason why, like everything is on purpose and through God's providence, like he's permitting them to remain unanswered for a reason right now. Yeah. And so anyways, it's always, I just love reading about divine providence and yeah, all the things that come along with it. But okay. So this first voicemail is really fascinating because I think a lot of girls probably think they'll go through this or have gone mm. through this. So, okay. um, it's going to be a great conversation. Here we go. Hello. So I am a senior in college, roll tide, and uh, I've been dating someone for six months. And that doesn't sound like a very long time, but it feels like a very long time. And I am very, very close to his family. And I mean, like, they've been making jokes about us getting married. We obviously both really want to get married. He's very devout Catholic and all that. Great guy. Um, However, my side of the family They are all military. Like, my dad married my mom, I think, when he was 40. We, everyone waits until they're older to get married. Like, my older sister just got married. No, she's still engaged. But she will be getting married when she's, like, 27 or 28. My dad thinks that she's young. So, for their sake, I want to push the engagement and just, you know, like, date for a long while and then have a long engagement. But... Just practically speaking, especially because he's in the military and you kind of have to time it around assignments and, you know, all that jazz, that super fun, exciting stuff. I don't know how I could possibly wait three years, including engagement, to marry him when at six months we kind of talk about it and maybe, you know, we should be a little more prudent in those conversations. But I don't know if you guys have any advice on navigating that and like how quickly is too quickly to move forward anyway thoughts on all that i'm listening to your um gal transitioning into engagement right now (laughs) thank you guys okay it's interesting the timing of this because i literally just met with a bride and groom whose wedding i'm shooting in a couple weeks and they met and were dating for six months, got engaged and have had about a seven month long engagement. And they're both strong Catholics. They are a bit older. I think they're maybe 26, 27. Um, But I would challenge like if you are, if you really want to take your parents um, concerns or like their opinions about it, with some weight, I would challenge them some and ask them like, well, why? Like, what would the benefit be of waiting and see what their answers are and then like make your decision off of that. Cause if it's like, oh, well, you'll be more financially stable. It's like, okay, uh, not valid enough for me, but thank you for sharing your opinion. And I hear you, you know, uh, especially if they are going to be paying for this wedding. <laughs> uh, there is some say that comes in that which you have to to choose whether or not you want to accept the financial help from them or like, you know, you have to navigate that yourself. But I, 
it's also interesting that you say your military family thinks you should wait longer because I just so often see military marrying so much younger than the rest of the culture. <laughs> so, so I'm like, I don't know. I that one was new for me. Um, and my thought with that is like maybe her father, because she said her dad was in the military too. Did she say? I thought so. Yeah, maybe her dad has seen a lot of marriages mm. that haven't worked out in the military because they got married really fast. I mean, hey, same. So yeah. But I mean, my whole thing is if your parents are paying for it, you're probably just going to have to suck it up because they're paying for it. And it's a gift to you. Now that's really unfortunate, but, um, then don't have them pay for it. You know, like you can't choose when someone's going to give you a gift. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's totally true. Like you can't force someone to give you a gift early because it's a gift. Yeah. So, um, you know, maybe the, I, I think a conversation is needed to be had, but honestly don't have that conversation until your boyfriend is ready to propose because he can have that conversation with your father. Yeah. You know, if he's the one that's going to take your hand in marriage, he should be asking him for his blessing and having that conversation with him. And then Same you and your father would have that conversation, but it's not even on the board. Like it would be weird to have that conversation with your dad now. Does yeah, that make sense? Like, I feel like time. that's disorder. Yeah. No, it is disorder. Cause I was gonna say, this sounds very similar to like, uh, uh, biblical, like fatherhood. Like he, the, the dad is head of the daughter until a man comes in to take the daughter. And then the husband or the soon to be husband is the one that takes quote unquote, this is going to ruffle feathers authority over that daughter. And then he's, yes, he should have that conversation first when asking for her hand in marriage and step into that role of authority and responsibility Mm -hmm. in that way. And then yes, the conversation could follow with her and her dad. But right now it's just like, you're talking about something that hasn't even happened yet that you should have a joint conversation and at least with your soon to be spouse. Yep. Because also what I will say is like, don't choose your parents over the desires of your future husband, because that is going to set an example for the rest of your life. And that is how you ruin a marriage Uh is you before you even started it. (laughs) Yes. Is you put your parents desires over your husband's desires. Now it's a little Mm. different now because he's not your husband, right? But once he's, once you're engaged, like you need to be putting his needs first that's, yeah. that's how it is. Dr. Laura talks about this all the time because yeah. so many wives will call in and she's like, how dare you? You are being a terrible wife because yeah. you are putting the opinions over your parents, over what your husband needs. She's like, you know, a lot of women calling, well, my mom kind of makes like rude comments to my husband, but my husband says it's not a problem, you know? So like, we're still going on this family vacation and Dr. Laura's like, how dare you? Of course he's yeah. not going to tell you because he doesn't want right. to start a fight with you and your mother. I'm like, she's like, you respect your husband first. That's how it works. Yes. Otherwise don't get yep. married. Yep. Yep. So I like feel very passionately about that. I do um, too. It's like when, when girls still go to their moms to gossip or to talk, or they ask for advice on how to be in a, they like, they'll, they'll crap talk about their husband to their mom. Yes. For, advi- or, for, for quote unquote advice on how to do marriage. And it's like, right. no, 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 no. Or they'll call their dad first to oh, ask my. about, to talk about like finances, finances or, or things that you should be talking to your husband about. 
Yeah. No. I'm like, no, motherectomy. Uh. Okay. <laughs> yes. I was waiting off. to see if you would use that term or not. I wasn't going to throw it out there. Leave and cleave. Okay. Yep. If you're getting married, leave and cleave motherectomy. It is time to go. Your husband is your number one priority. Yep. Hands down. Yep. So, um, anyways, I also would love to add in that like some, like a lot of two generations ago. So our grandparents got married within a few weeks and some are still married, you know? So I feel like there is a timeline isn't necessarily one for all. Like there could be people who, for instance, I had a six month, (laughs) six month dating and a six month, six month engagement, seven Mm -hmm. month engagement. So very similar. Um, and that was the right timing for us, but I also yeah. know other people who, if they did that and they they would, they just were going to set themselves up for failure. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So, um, but like, also I look back and I'm like, praise God, we felt the need to do that timeline because we had no idea. We thought Patrick was going to have his orders cut six months prior. So we mm-hmm. thought that during engagement, we would have known where he was getting placed mm-hmm. and they were late. And they came six weeks after we were married and they got, we got sent to Japan. He had to leave. So praise God, we got married when we did, because mm-hmm. otherwise we would have, he wouldn't It'd still be engaged. Canceled. Our wedding yeah. would have been canceled and we still would have been engaged. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, yep. you know, everything, like you need to pray through it and you guys need to pray about it. Don't like something that <clears throat> I have a friend who does and I think it's awesome when a big decision comes up, they go and they pray about it. They don't talk about it until the date that they decided to talk about it. And then they come back and they're married. So they have those sacramental graces, but they always come back with the same decision. Mm. Um, And so maybe it's something that you guys do that you feel, but then again, like maybe engagement isn't even a conversation really between you and your boyfriend right now, or it's like awkward to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, the timeline question always gets me. Cause that's a common Q and a one on Instagram too. Like how long do you think we should be engaged or how like, I don't know. I don't know you and your Avery and I dated for like um a year and then got married six months later. And the entire time we were long distance, we'd spend a total of 70 days, maybe together in person before we got married. So like some people would be like, you're insane. You know, like everyone's going to have an opinion on it, but that's what worked for us. Uh, so there's and it no- also matters like if you've never moved in your life, like you've never lived anywhere else, like maybe yeah. it's wise that you guys date longer and you guys live in the same city, like yeah. you move and live in the same city. Like, you know, there's these things that make transition easier that yeah. should happen for different couples that have never been through transition prior to marriage. True, true, true. Yeah. So Anyways, that's a good, that's a good topic though. It's something good to talk about. Okay. So before jumping into the next voicemail, I wanted to talk about these earrings that I kept stealing from Megan. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Like literally, I just love them. They're from the little Catholic and I thought they would be heavy because they look so sturdy, Mm -hmm. but they are so light. It doesn't even feel like I have an ear. It feels like I have a stud in, but they are beautiful. Like this And you know how some gold can look really cheap, like shiny gold. Yeah. Okay. So these don't look like that. And they're these pretty flowers. They're called Mary's garden earrings. Gorgeous. So so pretty. Yes. I'm going to buy them (laughs) literally every morning. No, please don't. They're already in my cart. I was, (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Wait, you're buying every, them? Yeah, I was going to get them for you. Uh, oh my gosh, no, don't do that. You're so uh, sweet. We have a 20% off coupon though. <laughs> you don't need to do that. <laughs> but it was funny because every single morning she'd be like, not every single morning, most mornings. Uh-huh. She'd be like, I'm wearing these. Do you care? And I was like, if they're not in my ears, I don't care. Like I had already <laughs> picked out. I had like four or five different earrings from the little Catholic with me, but they are one of the best because dankles are hard to come by that don't feel like they're ripping your earlobe off. So yes, yeah, they're probably the best dangle I've ever worn. And yeah. I don't say that lightly because I have a lot of earrings. Um, <laughs> but yes, you need to check it out. Mary's Garden Earrings at the Little Catholic. You'll find everything in the show notes. And for 20% off, you can use code HECK20, H-E-C-K-20 for 20% off your order at the Little Catholic. Yay. So, all right. Next voicemail. Hey, my wife listens to you guys a lot, and she said that Avery has a fish tank, and that uh, that's all she really knows about it. I used to have uh, like a 50-gallon cichlid uh, tank back in high school, and I'm pretty curious what kind of fish he has and what size and how you guys balance uh, keeping up with that with having young children. So let's uh, expand some more on that. Thanks. Oh, my gosh. I just got put on the spot. Um, it's roughly a 50-gallon. <laughs> Thank these men are 50 gallons it's huge remember we had did you see the upgrade we got wait there's an don't tell me there's there's an upgrade oh yeah it's 50 gallons ours is for sure roughly 50 gallons maybe 40 gallons we so we went from an itty bitty little beta fish and like the itty bitty beta fish you know fish this tank. is really big this is big as a countertop so it's probably 40 then 40 it's 40 or 50 because he's got it on his whole desk like it fits his whole on the top of his whole desk like you mm-hmm. know my my desk up here in my office. yeah countertop yeah 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 so yeah it's countertop size um we now have upgraded from that beta fish tank to a 50 gallon one because it was on sale and Avery and I each have our own budgets every month uh to spend on whatever we want without having to ask the other person and he has lately turned that into his fish tank hobby. And so he got the 50 gallon tank. He has um, essentially dumpster dove for driftwood, underwater plants, rocks, all this stuff to make it like an its own, not atmosphere, environment essentially. <laughs> so that it circulates and cycles well. Ecosystem. Ecosystem. Thank you. Wow. Man. I know you must have a fish tank somewhere in your house. <laughs> and he so because he knew that was all really expensive stuff like the 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 greenery and the driftwood and everything it costs so much money and so he just drove like 30 minutes away to a huge public park place in dumpster dove for some of it himself and it looks really sick now I'm not even by the way dumpster diving you mean like going in the pond he went in the pond and picked his own driftwood yeah (laughs) yeah yeah um you know the redneck way of doing it and he got moss and like basically interior decorated this 50 gallon fish tank and we now have like 20 20 little fishies we've got a couple shrimp we've got so many snails they overpopulate like nobody's business and so he just recently bought like a mini crawdad kind of thing that eats snails and so we have that now and I just keep petitioning for a pretty colorful big fish because we just have a bunch of small ones that just dart all over the place but I want to like look at something pretty so I don't know when that's going to happen 
uh, he takes care of it all on his, his, his own. He, you know, switches the water out. That's also probably what promotes such a great garden that we have is the water from the fish tank gets poured into the garden beds and then that's healthier and better for the garden. And then he, that's, it's a whole cycle he has going on. This is the genius behind Avery. <laughs> I don't do any of it. So for me, I don't do anything in regards to raising kids and having a fish tank. Avery does it. It hasn't hindered his availability to help me with the kids. So if that's the answer you're looking for, I don't know. It feels pretty low maintenance, also pretty low cost. Also his hobby prior to this was essentially rebuilding forerunners. So I'm happier with this hobby right now. <laughs> it's way more manageable. Um, and we also get to benefit from it to an extent. Like we get to go in there and look at the fish or feed the fish or whatever. Um, I don't know what I'm looking at when I look at a forerunner engine. So <laughs> that's that's where we're at. <laughs> I love great. that. I love that he called in. I'm like, do you guys want do you want Avery's phone number? Like, I don't know. I'm men the, I'm and the, the fish. Person. Men and these yeah. fish. There's a uh -huh. trend. There is fish and jujitsu. Jiu I'm like seeing it everywhere. And I'm like, okay, I don't know Look what this is. Trendsetter. Either he's <sighs> a trend follower or a trendsetter. We don't know. <laughs> we will never know. No. <laughs> oh, so random. So funny. Oh my gosh. Okay. So this one I'm very um I I just I laugh so hard because I couldn't believe that this is what I was hearing oh, and that no. God bless the girl that called in. Hi guys, this is Brittany from Tulsa, Oklahoma and I have a heck no moment for you. So I have a 15 month old little boy. He is precious. I call him my little squishy. Um, but my heck no is that the other day he and I were hanging out in the nursery just, just playing I was, like, cleaning up some stuff, and he was just, like, doing his little little baby thing. And I looked over at his shelf, and I was like, what's that on the shelf? Is that a shoe? Is that a walnut? What is that? It was poop. It was poop on his shelf. And I don't know how it got there, but it was on the shelf. And it was literally just a little purr, just sitting on the shelf. And I had been kind of, like, singing, like, silly little songs with him, like, while we were, like, playing and cleaning. Because, like, when you're alone with a baby, that's just kind of what you do. Like, <laughs> you don't talk to anybody. So you just kind of sing silly songs that you make up. So here's a song that I just started, like, singing on the spot. And I thought I'd share with you guys. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> anyway, here we go. There's poop on the shelf. There's poop over there. There's poop over there sitting on the shelf. How did it get there? We'll never know. But mom has a theory. Here's how it goes. The baby dug in the diaper trash. And he shook it around and the poop flew out. Now there's poop on the shelf. There's poop on the shelf. Why is there poop sitting on the shelf? Anyways, it kind of goes on a little bit more, but that is my heck no. Um, just a, just a, another day in the life of being a mom. You, there's poop on your shelf and you don't know why. <laughs> Anyways, thanks, guys. I love your podcast so much. It brings me such happiness on my drive. Bye. Brittany, oh. my girl. <laughs> 
honestly, you're the fun mom I want to be. <laughs> I'd be like, my first thought would not be to make a song about it. <laughs> I'd be like, what the F? <laughs> oh. I think I would keep it there until my husband got home just to show him. Just to show him. Yeah. Honestly, I'd be like, so did you like, did you have a part of this? Like where'd this go I'd say, from? I spy with my little <laughs> something brown. <laughs> oh my gosh. It made me think of uh, the video Avery sent while we were in France where Jeannie had pooped on her wicker rocking chair and like waffle stomped it through the wicker onto the carpet. And he was like, can I just toss out this rocking chair? And I was like, honestly, it's really cute, but it's a goodwill find. So that's fine. Like, if you need to do that, that's totally fine. But she was laughing in it, butt naked, laughing like she knew what she did. And I was like, why? And she did it to you prior. She had done it to me just like a couple of days before I left. And I was like, this girl has something about this wicker rocking chair and pooping through the wicker on it and then squishing it with her butt. I'm like, this is, this is disgusting. <laughs> so yeah, that was hilarious. I was like, I can't believe this. Is, I'm listening to this. This is so funny. <laughs> For all of you driving to work on your Monday morning, there you go. Happy little tune to keep in your head for the rest of the day. Also, it sounded like she was driving, which makes me think that th this was a hundred percent off memory. And it was like a pretty good, like, you know, riff. Yeah. Riff. Yeah. yeah. So that's all I have to I'm, say about that. I'm, I'm impressed. I'm impressed. Oh my goodness. Okay. Do you want to talk about abundantly yours? I do. Okay. I got the girls, these titanium water bottles that so keeps their ice and their drinks cold when we go outside. And we started putting cute Catholic stickers all over it, but I want them to be ones that look like cute and fun and not like super like memento mori or anything. <laughs> and she had, yeah, especially for a little girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, Whitney at abundantly yours has the cutest stickers that you can put on your water bottle, whatever. They've got smiley faces on some of them, succulents, honeycombs, flowers. I mean, there's one that says corn fed Christ led. I'm like, that's redneck and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's just all they're they're cute, they're fun. And it's like become a thing that Carrie and I do. We have a lot of the ones with the smiley face on them that are orange and pink, very what in the dang heck colors. Um, be the reason someone smiles today. God is good. They're just they're cute. And it's a fun thing that Carrie and I do. Jeannie will get to decorate hers when, you know, she gets old enough, but she has a whole slew of them on her website, as well as rosaries, as well as coffee cup sleeves, as well as prints. Like she's got it all on her page. So she's another mom. She's uh, another stay at home, young mom working from home. Her business is abundantly yours. Go check her out. She gave us a discount for you guys. It's heck one five for 15% off the entire shop. Um, so take advantage of it. And we love to support other mom entrepreneurial moms. Love it. Yeah. Everything's in the show notes. Yeah. Okay. Which one should I do? Okay. This one's just hilarious because she's such a good storyteller. Hey, Stacey and Meg, this is from Anonymous because it's far too embarrassing. I have a what in the dang heck moment for you guys. So a little while ago, I had a long day. We were like running around a city all day. And I go up to a rooftop bar, so exhausted. And immediately, I just catch eyes with one of the most handsome men I have ever seen in my life. 
and I was so tired. I apparently completely lost my mind. So first of all, to try to get over to an area where, you know, I might have the opportunity to be able to talk to him, I had to do like a spread eagle over a chair that someone was sitting in. I don't know what got into my head, but I was fully like straddled over this chair and people started laughing. It was so embarrassing. That's not even the worst part. So I start talking to him. He's so kind, so awesome. And he looks like a celebrity. And so I tell him, have, have you ever, do you know this celebrity? Has anyone ever told you that you look like the celebrity? And he says, yeah, I honestly get that a lot. But I take it as a compliment because, you know, he's a good-looking guy. And I say, you should take it as a compliment. He is a very good-looking guy. And then, and this is something that I say to my close friends as a joke, a joke, okay? I tell him, okay, so what do you want to compliment about me now? Oh, my God. I was completely mortified immediately I was like no I'm just kidding I'm just kidding please don't like please I don't know why I said that please don't but then he said no I will <laughs> still mortified and he told me that he liked my hair and he liked the way that my my hair was done and he liked the color of it and so I told him he asked me oh is this is this natural and I said yeah this is my natural color I mean like so I just recently got it dyed because this is my natural color, but I've had it dyed for, like, so long that it doesn't look like my natural color. It looks like it's, like, blonde. But I re I recently just dyed it black, and so now this is, like, close to my actual natural color. And, you know, it, it, it's like a temporary dye, so it's only supposed to last, like, 25 washes. And I did it, like, a couple months ago, so I've probably washed my hair, like, 20 times by now. And so, you know, most of it is definitely probably out, but I did dye it so it's not my natural color, but it is very close to my natural color, but it's probably really close to what my actual natural color is because, you know, I did dye it so long ago. So the over-explaining, the spread eagle, the asking for a compliment. Just please, someone, don't ever let me go out again. Love the podcast. Bye. Oh, no. Anonymous. <laughs> Honestly, it wasn't even the what do you want to compliment about me thing because that could have come off as flirty. Like that could have come off funny. Flirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was the hair response for me. <laughs> Just say, I was like, why? Uh, yes, it is. Thank you. Receive the compliment and move on. <laughs> this guy's like, now I know about all the ins and outs of dying hair. All right, there we go. It's <laughs> like, Just shut up. Shut up. Stop talking yeah that's rough that's rough for sure um it is interesting though that I've, I've noticed this and this voicemail re made me realize it too guys have like hair is such a thing I just noticed that that's such a thing like throughout college and everything guys have a thing for like hair they obviously notice. yeah they notice they notice when it's done well they like that's like one of their favorite um what do you call it? Physical attributes of women. Most often, like if you ask them top three favorite things about your woman, physically, they would, hair would likely be in the top three every single time, which I is I mean, just, there's a know. major significance. Look at other religions yeah. yeah, like Jewish, 
um, women, if they're more traditional Jews, they cover their hair once mm-hmm. they're married. They either wear a wig or they wear a wrap and they only show their yep, actual their hair to their husband. Uh-huh. Right. Or think of even women like Muslim women, um, they wear hijab and hijab, hijab, probably saying it wrong, <laughs> but they only show their hair to their husbands. Right. Mm-hmm. So there is a really big significance of yeah. hair for women, um, for men. Yeah. I don't know. It's just fascinating. I like ever, ever since, well, prior to France and then throughout France and then the blowouts now that I am apparently going to be receiving weekly. Uh, it's just interesting to look at all the different things that play into the physical aspect and nature of a relationship between a man and a woman and how that doesn't just like go out the door once you get married or go out the door once you have kids or whatever. Um, I'm like, you get amped up. What were you getting amped up about earlier? Oh, motherectomies. You get really passionate about <laughs> leaving and cleaving. And I get super, super passionate about not just being like, well, I don't have time for that now. I'm a mom or I don't like we're married now. So why does it matter? Like, no, 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 no. It's the whole, every girl wants to be dated for the rest of her life, right? Like every girl shares those reels and posts that are like, yeah, continue to date me when I'm married. It's like, okay, yeah, well then continue to be the woman that he took on dates before you got married, you know, <laughs> you don't get to just th- throw it out the window. Cause you have every valid excuse now. Anyways, this is far off of hair. <laughs> like if I wasn't married, if I didn't meet Patrick, I probably would still be like bombshell blonde, yeah. but Pat, like, because I'm with Patrick, he's like, I, I want to see like what your natural hair yeah. is. I'm like, okay, yeah. You're like, fine, I'm fine with that. Things. So yeah. anyways, now I have half brown, half blonde hair, but um, <laughs> please explain that to me more about the dyeing process and your natural color. Yeah. You want me to? So no, pretty no. much I'm letting my balayage grow out and I need to make my way to Chicago so that <laughs> my best friend can like glaze it, like tone yeah. my hair, all my yeah. highlights so that it can kind of all be Fade. one color. Yeah. Yeah, totally. But we're both very brunette now. Well, I've always yeah. kind of been brunette, but I've never really been bombshell similar. blonde. <laughs> Yeah, we have really similar hair colors now. This is the darkest I've been since the fourth grade. Wow. You started dyeing your hair in the fourth grade? Well, no, I had blonde. Actually, this is the darkest I'd ever been because I had blonde hair up until like okay. the sixth grade, but it started to get a little darker. And so I started getting highlights. Mm, okay. 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 I yeah. got you. Also, this you is the darkest. dyeing your hair since fourth grade. Yes. I understood. Understood. Highlights. Highlights. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there was like a training salon near us where it was mm. like, you know, they weren't real hairstylists yet. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like one eighth of the price. Sure. Yeah. You can get a few highlights. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this is the darkest I've ever been. So it's fascinating when you're, when you get your natural color around your face, because you're like, wow, makeup actually looks better on me now. Yeah. Yeah. I noticed that when I took out the really, really blonde yellow highlights that I had in my hair it was like wait my skin tone looks way better now and I'm like gosh dang it I shouldn't have messed with what God made like I should know better by now like he's so much better at this stuff than I am like (laughs) (laughs) but yeah it's it is it is all right one more hey Megan and Zizi um first of all I just want to thank you for your podcast it's been a great blessing in my life um, you guys are just friends and I really, really like to hang out with you. It's been 
a joy and a comfort to my heart, my life, everything. So thank you so much. Please keep going. I'm praying for you. Um, I wanted to ask you a question for a little advice. I have a friend, a really close friend of mine. Uh, we grew up together. Um, I love her so much. And there's this guy who really, really likes her. Um, really, really likes her, but he doesn't have the courage to ask her out or even just show his affections more, uh, clearly, you know, like be, be more transparent. Um, he really likes her, uh, but he's just like very, very afraid to do that. Um, probably because of family stuff, his education, I don't know. Um, and so my question is, I want to text him. I want to tell him like, Hey, what's up? You know, like you should do it. Come on. She's awesome. Um, I know you like her and she likes you. She, she could definitely give him a chance. And so it's like, uh, I don't know. I just want to give him a little push. Um, just want to know what your thoughts are on it. Have you ever done it? If it works, um, (laughs) if I shouldn't do it, um, so, yeah, thank you so much, and God bless you. Okay, you're going to have to recap for me a little bit because it was hard for me to hear the whole thing. Okay, so pretty much the caller um, has a friend, and she knows this guy that likes her. Mm. And she says that the guy isn't going to, like, is too scared to ask her out or something like that. And she's wondering if she should talk to him to encourage him. And my response is like, he needs to freaking be a man. Like if he's afraid, he doesn't (laughs) deserve to be with her. You know what I mean? Like risk it for the biscuit. Like, I think that you could talk to him for encouragement, but don't tell your friend because if I was the friend, I would want to be with a man who has the courage to ask me out without the push of a friend, because either I'm worth it or I'm not worth it. Get over yeah. yourself and ask me out or be scared the rest of your life. Because I don't want to be w- with a man who's scared yeah. to, talk to me or scared to put his pride beside and his scaredness, whatever it is aside to talk to me. Because like, honestly, if you're scared to do that, you're going to be yeah. scared to do a lot of other things that right. I don't want to have to battle with you and make decisions and lead the fit. Yeah. 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 Yep. I mean, I have no other, <laughs> that was where I was going to go with it too. I get it in high school when the guys are just like, oh, I'm too scared. I'm too nervous to ask you, whatever. Like it's a weird, high school's a weird time. Yeah. But when you're adults. literally looking to get married to someone, yeah. When you're grown adults and that's still a thing, like I would be offended if I knew my, <laughs> my, like if Cece was trying to set me up with a guy, like if she was really trying to push a guy to like ask me out, I'd be like offended that she was trying to throw that guy my way. I'd be like, what? no <laughs> you just like, might as well ask me out cc like he doesn't want to he hasn't yet <laughs> right exactly like you can't force him i think you can have a conversation but don't even mention to your friend that you're yeah having and this I, conversation yeah. yeah and maybe the conversation is just surrounding not even your friend it's just surrounding his like scaredness or his fear or whatever it is and just be like so are you going to live in that like challenge him a bit are you going to live mm-hmm. in that for the rest of your life? Do you want to find someone like don't even, you don't even have to bring your friend into this conversation. Just give them something to sit with and think about and then right. potentially act on. So, right. Yeah. Well, I think that about sums it up. 
Yeah. I think that about wraps it up. <laughs> right. Ties a bow on it. Be a man. Dang it. Be a man. Like I said, either she's worth it or she's not worth it, but he has to decide that. Yeah. Yeah. You do not want to convince, have to convince. And I that. like don't want people, I don't want, because she had also mentioned, like, I don't know, maybe it's because of like his family past and stuff. I'm like, well, this is his future. So either he mans up and makes a decision or he plays victim yep. and uses, his past as an excuse not to pursue his future. Yep. And Cece knows this better than anyone because I will say this exact same thing about people who I give extra, extra, extra grace to that don't need it. Or that maybe like, maybe I am now, um, what do you call it? Enabler. Enabling. I was gonna say employing, but I'm enabling them to live in that mindset or to not, you know, change the way that they are living or the way that they're making decisions and my like desire to be empathetic to their past is actually hindering their ability to grow and be better people. So yeah, no one's challenged right. them. Be the person <laughs> right. to challenge them. Right. Exactly. Give them an opportunity to step out outside their comfort zone and do something different. Yep. So with that on that note <laughs> on that note we are off next week we are because we're going to be hanging out and there will be lots of children and puppies and it would just be a horrible recording for you guys to listen to yeah yeah so <laughs> did you just hear that thunder it's was like that thunder? storming oh, yeah. i thought it was like a jet nope that's thunder. literally where my head goes <laughs> <laughs> must have been a jet flying over yeah i know right <laughs> Yeah. So no, it'll be great. Thank you guys for listening. Please, please, please give us a five-star rating and review. We would so appreciate it. And if you want to hang out with us one Sunday a month on Patreon, on Zoom, we would love to have you. If you've been blessed by our podcast, we have a Patreon where you just put a monthly donation and then we all get to hang out on, it's the second Sunday of the month usually. So we'd love to see you there. You can find all things in our show notes. Yay. See you guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks a ton for listening to the What in the Dang Heck podcast. We'd love to hear your What in the Dang Heck moments. So call our hotline at 312-775-2615. And don't forget to subscribe, leave a rate and review, share with your best friend, and might as well follow us on Instagram while you're at it.